0: (laughs) welcome to the fourth ever episode of pin dropping the blob how are you eric i'm good or should i say the blob you can call me eric (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I much prefer Eric. <laughs> They're both four letters. <laughs> Yo, people in my real life are actually starting to call me Blob. Like people just message me like, "Hey Blob, I'm like, come on man." That's who you are now. All the Blobarians out there. True. I had my first ever Blobarian shout out. Melody, thank you very much. <laughs> she actually messaged me like, "Hey, I'm your first Blobarian," or something like that. I'm like, "Oh What's yeah, boy."
0: Um, oh, if you listened to last week's podcast. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs>
2: well, I obviously haven't. A, a
0: Bloberian is what we call Eric's uh, followers. His yeah, fans. my followers oh. of
1: people who are probably slightly less educated in many different aspects. <laughs> so, so you, <laughs> a, you, a poorly educated fan. You just have one? For now, for <laughs> now. <laughs> the only one who stood up, you know, I'm sure there are more out there.
0: <laughs> are there any pin drop Um, We haven't come up with a fan name for me. We'll, we'll come up with a name. Okay. But firstly...
1: Welcome to our guest, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, um, oh, thanks, guys. the yeah. amazing Kentist the Dentist. <laughs> the dentist the Dentist. <laughs>
0: <Woo>! <laughs> thanks for having me, guys. No worries. Excited to have you here. So, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. So, wh- who are you, what do you do in your daily life, and why are you Dr. Ken?
2: Um, I am married to Charmaine. Mm-hmm. We got married 18 months ago. Yes. Um, wow, I once. work as a dentist during the week, um, I have a clinic up in Seven Hills, mm-hmm. been working for a few years now, I've been to the same church as you guys for, um, I don't know how many years I've been, yeah.
1: You mentioned
0: 15 earlier today? Oh
2: yeah, I've been to this church about maybe 15 that's six.
0: a long time. Dang. What year was it 15 years ago? 2005. What happened in 2005? Oh, I- five.
2: I was seventeen years actually. Oh like my! So, yeah. I was if at in the beginning. In the <laughs> beginning. I oh, <my> God. <laughs> created the heavens and our... <laughs> earth. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah.
3: okay.
0: I should be part of your intro in, in, on your little business card. It's like oh, in yes. the beginning. <laughs> so we did yeah. bring up uh, Kentus the dentist.
2: Yeah. Um, What's that all about? That was from when I was thinking of a name for my company, <laughs> And then the guys from church started um, throwing ideas at me. Yeah. And one of them was Kentis the Dentist. Right. I don't know if it was you or from Brian Martin.
0: I don't think I came up with it, but I really leaned into it.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I think our whole yeah.
0: church leaned into it. <laughs> yeah. There was a specific move, if I, if I
1: yeah. remember correctly. Yeah, <laughs> there
2: was like a specific kind of like, grab the tummy and twist it. <laughs> but that oh, that no, was no, to no. emulate pulling out a tooth, right? Oh, uh, is yeah. that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought it was just a bunch of dudes touching my stomach. No, <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> That's too, <laughs> That's all I felt. <laughs> But then what part of the requirement for that name was also for me to open up in Kentist? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. I never heard so you. Good. I didn't know that part. I just <laughs> added so much context. What the heck? There's, there's <laughs> often meaning to these. <laughs> ah, Kentus. Kentus ah, the dentist
0: the at Kentus. That's oh, very good. That would
1: have been so good.
0: Yeah. I just thought it was Kentus because it rhymes with dentist.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was that. But then they went one step further. Okay,
0: and Kentist.
2: <laughs> but I didn't want to open it.
0: Uh, just you you so end- over somewhere else. I ended yeah.
2: up calling it Capstone Dentist. All right. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably better for your,
0: you know, business prospects. I can't imagine yeah. many people would want to go to the Kentus the Dentist. What do you mean? Yeah. Imagine Dental if you thing.
1: had a child. Were you, would you want to take your child to, like, a serious naming dentist? Or oh, someone called Kentus the Dentist? The kids would love it. You get a like, huge <laughs> ch- children demographic. No, I don't know. The kids really like to go to the dentist. Just try it. And if you, a... if you ever open a franchise, it's called like Kentis the Dentist. I bet you get all the
0: kids. It's the parents that take the kids anyway. No, no, no. Kids thinks about going, but
1: the, to the kids dentist. will be like, "Hey, I want to go see Kentus. <laughs> right? Like, that, that's <laughs> really creepy." <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm telling you, it would work. <laughs> the majority of kids who come see me just don't like coming. I oh, imagine so. No, not. Only the ones who appreciate me. Which aren't that many <laughs> would actually be looking forward to seeing a dentist. That's cause you're called Kent. <laughs> you're called Kentist. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah,
3: <okay>. Completely
0: different. <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> that brings up a good point though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I reckon feel free to disagree if you disagree, but a lot of people don't like going to the dentist. It's sort of mm-hmm. like, you know, oh uh, the thing that I have to do if I you know have a horrible toothache or you know, mm-hmm. someone pokes around in my mouth is really painful. Yep. What do you what do you think is maybe something that dentists can do or maybe we can do to change our thinking, to sort of move ourselves into more of like a, you know, this is not a scary or like a super negative experience that I have to
2: avoid. Um, probably basic things would be to look after your teeth in the first place. Ah, so you don't have to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's too much. Uh, uh, the other thing though is actually to go regularly yeah. so the major problems don't come up. Because mm. yeah. a lot of people don't like it because every time they go there's a problem. Mm. <laughs> um, and when there's a problem we are the ones who have to manage and deal with it. Yeah. Um, so if we all just brushed our teeth twice a day floss our teeth every day yeah, it makes a big difference of looking after your teeth and making them healthy. Mm. And so when you do come in we don't have to be the ones (laughs) managing and dealing with your pain. Yeah.
3: Mm.
2: It's kind of like, oh, why does the mechanic always seem to charge me a a bucket load to change this or repair this? Yeah. True.
0: It's because you've ignored your check engine light for the past three years.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you haven't changed your (laughs) engine (laughs) or whatever. Or, like, gotten your tires checked? Yeah. My life is Mm. starting
0: to make a lot more sense now. (laughs) (laughs) We're sitting in a death trap right now. (laughs) (laughs) For the millions of listeners, we record from Eric's car. Mm. Um, So we take turns. Sometimes we've been in my car. Mm. um, Sometimes we've been in other people's car. But every time we're in Eric's car... I feel like my life is in danger, even though even though we're stopped. How dare you? <laughs> You're literally in the driver's seat right now. <laughs> we've put Eric in the back seat because uh, we, we do listen to your feedback. Um, and and that, that has been that the Blob's laugh has been quite piercing. So we've tried to put him in the back to sort of, you know, that. I try to distance that. myself
1: a bit. A <laughs> bit of social distancing. Yeah, a little bit, a little
0: bit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was told to go in the boot uh, by our <laughs> lovely guest today. Um, We'll see if that's needed. <laughs> I'm doing your audience a favor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. My Bulbarians out there like my life. <laughs> They're <Blubberians. laughs> oh, one of them. Just your one Bulbarians. My thousands of Bulbarians. <laughs> <Blubberian. laughs> Yo. <laughs> mm. Let's, uh, I want to start from the beginning. Like, why dentistry? Because, mm. for, for a bit of context with others out mm. there, I remember talking to you before and you mentioned that you used to be. A, you studied
2: actuary, was it? Yeah, I studied actuarial studies in my undergrad. Mm. Um, so, coming out of high school, I really liked uh, maths, I really liked finance, I really liked economics. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, I was like, oh, well, actuarial studies is a perfect fit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, as I kind of studied, I realized I don't really like the corporate world too much. Just felt like I was a clog in the system, and at the end of the day, no matter what kind of organisation you're a part of, you're just the bottom line for any kind of corporate company is just profit. Mm, yeah. Um, and it was always just client numbers on a computer screen, or um, like percentage performance, or results, and stuff. And so throughout, probably halfway through my degree, I was like, Hey, what? what? Why didn't I think about studying healthcare? Ah.
0: Um, oh, so halfway through your first degree? Yeah. You know,
2: actuary. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Halfway through actually, I was already, I was already thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I started kind of thinking, okay, I don't want to just drop out of actual studies. I'll finish my degree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. i work in the industry, hmm. see whether I really can't see myself doing this for the rest of my life, Mm. or whether um, I will then make a switch. Mm. Um, And so I did it. I worked in Superannuation for two years. Solid amount of time, actually. Mm. Um, Did some reflecting. I was actually working for a non-profit as well, Christian Super. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was probably like one of the few places I think I would have... Stayed at if I stayed in corporate, yeah, like,
3: mm-hmm. like
2: in the finance,
3: yeah,
2: world, yeah. Um, but even then, like, oh, I just felt like I wanted to do more. It's a bit cliche, it's the whole I want to see myself helping people, and mm-hmm. um, I guess healthcare, you get to see that immediate face to face, face to face, kind of immediate impact of what you do, mattering mm. for people. Mm. Then I started kind of looking at i talking to different people about um, medicine, nursing, um, optometry. Mm. Um, and I felt like medicine and nursing, you would end up having to do shift work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and if I wanted to have a family in the future, um, or if I wanted to continue serving at church, Mm. Um, that wouldn't really make it possible. Mm. So that kind of moved out medicine and nursing. Um, and then with optometry and pharmacy, I felt like that was a little bit retail based. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, what I wanted to do. Um, and I had my, one of my good friends from high school, he was studying dentistry at that time. Um, he was like, 10 Second or third year uni mm. so back then, and I talked to you about it, if you want a balanced lifestyle mm. you want to do healthcare, like it's
3: quite hands on,
2: good option. Yeah, that's
3: true. So I applied and,
2: then, you know, sort of like and um, did the exams, didn't know what I was doing because it's more <laughs> <all> like <laughs> health.
0: Because you, know, you would have had no no science. science background. No
2: science background. All yeah. W- what exam is this? Um, the GAMSAT. But oh, it's so, it's, it's, yeah. So it's like a entrance exam for um, health, like yeah. even medicine.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, is it very science
2: focused or like logic focused? It's more logic focused. Yeah. But if you had like a health science background, yep. definitely helped Helps, you in sure. understanding the questions themselves. Mm, yeah. Um, I sat it the first time just to give it a feel for what it is, and then sat the year after and got mm. the marks apply for dentistry. It. Oh. Is, is that a, a post-grad dentistry
0: or was it a, another undergrad post-dentistry? Um, uh,
2: it's a graduate entry. So you have to have a degree. Yeah, you have to yeah. have yeah. a degree. Ah, sure. That's cool. Um, mm. And I remember when I actually got into dentistry, mm. um, I told Kenny <laughs> <laughs> and he sat me down and it was after lunch. Everyone else had had gone. Had gone after yeah. lunch, and then he sat me down and just grilled into me for, like, <laughs> an hour or two. Like, oh, what are your motives?
3: Mm, yeah.
2: Um, are you doing it for the right reasons? Right. Like, is it about money? Hmm. Mm. Uh, what are you giving up? Hmm. To study again to for study another six again for years, another years or whatever. Years. Yeah. Was it six years? Four years? Uh, four year four years. Four okay. years. Wow. It is a long time. And at that time, yeah wasn't comfortable when I was obviously being a young 20-year-old guy. <laughs> yeah. Quite defensive about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. But I think in hindsight, it was actually helpful to really nut out what my motives were mm, yeah. going into the program. Makes sense.
0: I think that's a very interesting thing because a lot of people sort of go into, so your story sounds interesting to me because a lot of people go into their field either by accident or mm. just you, just because it's the thing that's available to them at the time with their A.T.A., mm-hmm. or it's because it's sort of they're really passionate about the subject matter, mm. so they love science or whatever it is. Yeah. But it sounds like to me, so correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like to me that you went into your field more because you liked sort of the working conditions mm. and sort of the opportunities that those working conditions would create mm in terms of building personal relationships. Yeah. So would, you, would it be correct to say that your passion isn't so much like science or medicine or dentistry, but it's being in a job that sort of, you can deal one-on-one with people and help them immediately mm-hmm. in like really like in, in a really positive way. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah.
2: I, I never grew up thinking, oh yeah, I yeah. want to <laughs> grow up and take people's teeth out. Yeah. <laughs> like Put a feeling on people. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly what you say. Just kind of that particular job dentistry yes what I actually wanted to do relationally with people with
3: mm. my
2: work mm. that's
1: that's interesting that's cool I knowing you now like I I know you are quite passionate about like dentistry like you often talk about you know and we'll get into this later but like <laughs> jaw structure and braces and whatnot I but... hear of a lecture to tell us Ooh. to give us <laughs> But like from from what yeah. it sounds like from the beginning, it was more like a logistical choice. Like, oh, this is the one that fits my lifestyle the best, and um and whatnot, not like, And like just trying guess, to be practical. Yeah, and, yeah. So what what was the transition between like this is a logistically good choice to like lectures about braces and draw trousers? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's coming down to. What Daniel was talking about, like being able to kind of go one on one with people and tell them about stuff that can potentially help them, mm. them and make them for the better. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, and the funny thing is, like, in dentistry, when we were studying, we were never really taught about, um, the importance of your growth and development. We knew about it. Yeah. Um and it's a whole nother story or together I to into the detail why um, it wasn't really taught to us. Mm-hmm. Okay. But this stuff that um, like that I tell people about nowadays <laughs> with like can I go and talk? Yeah, no, go ahead. Oh, it's, it's, this is <laughs> ha- event. This I'm, is sorry. all for you. You have a whole hour <laughs> I'm to talk, man. I'm ready. to hear this <laughs> lecture. Basically, we um, have a bit of a misunderstanding of how braces and small jaws and wisdom teeth work and uh, how it happens. Mm. Um, nowadays, it's quite normal for people just to think, ah, um, once you hit your, um, late teens, early 20s, you'll probably need to have your wisdom teeth taken out.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, or when you're growing up in your primary school age, um, you need to think about having braces. Um, but no one ever actually asks why is that such a common thing nowadays? Mm. Um, it's as if we're just gonna go. Oh, okay. That's just how it is, and just go along with it. But,
3: yeah.
2: Um. When I actually started doing extra studies, like yeah, you guys have you know, like continuing education. Yes. Like, yes. Like every pre- profession has it, where you just need to do uh, like you kind know, of twenty hours a year or something. Like, like extra extra learning,
3: learning yes, to yep.
2: kind of maintain your professional yep. accreditation. Yep sure um one particular course i did was on <clears throat> orthodontics and braces, mm. Mm. and they really it down into detail the causes of why modern human person has small jaws. Mm. it comes down to how we kind of grow up um, from when we're baby yep and how we feed
0: and how we breathe sorry just for the idiots in the audience including myself what do you mean by a
2: small jaw?
1: <laughs>
2: um, lack of jawline. <laughs> <laughs> lack of jawline. Like, so if you have ever had braces, yep. if you have crooked teeth, um, you have a small jaw.
1: Oh. Really? So uh, as long as you don't have, like, I guess, perfect teeth.
2: If you don't have perfect teeth, you have a small jaw. Really? Huh. Okay. I had crooked teeth. Yeah. I had
0: braces when I was yeah. like in year seven. Yeah. So I have a small jaw. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so I guess the more mess up your teeth, the smaller your jaw? Probably.
1: <laughs>
2: Dang. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, reality is like the human a- adult, um, <clears throat> God's made us to have 32 teeth. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but somehow we don't all. Um, have jaws that fit, <laughs> yeah. Yes, <laughs> and so why is that? Um,
0: is that got anything to do with the size of your teeth? Because people's teeth are different sizes. Yep. and so even if the jaw is the same size, maybe then your teeth are big, you can't
2: fit. Hmm. Um, genetically, there can be variations in people's teeth sizes. Yes, <clears throat> but reality also is, or th- if you have thirty-two teeth, yeah, or thirty-two teeth should fit Yeah. sure. Okay.
1: Yeah. So is there an explanation for why it doesn't fit for most people?
2: Um, so there are a few things. There's the modern phenomenon of, um, the use of bottles and dummies. Um, ah. there are habitual things where babies and toddlers use those for too long and rely on them too much. There's also thumb sucking, um, allergy thumb issues, sucking. which yep. will then distort the growth and development of the jaw.
1: Yep. Is it because of kind of the way the mouth is kind of formed when you're sucking? Like, why, mm. why would these things?
2: So basically, um, we should all be using our nose to breathe. Yes. yes. Ah, all the time. Right. Okay. God made the nose to be used to breathe, mm. not for the mouth to breathe. Mouth was made and designed to eat yes. and taste and swallow. Mm.
3: Um,
2: basically, when you're nose breathing all the time, your mouth is shut and your tongue will naturally posture against the roof of the mouth. Oh. And that would naturally then blow the jaws forward and sideways into a nice round oval shape. Ah. And as that happens, your teeth will naturally come out uh, in a straight line. Mm. Yep. Um, that's so interesting. I've never thought about my, the tongue placement of
0: my tongue in my mouth. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about it now. And when my, when my mouth is closed, it is on the roof.
2: Yeah. I always just think that it sort of rests Rest at the bottom. bottom. The middle, but it, the it bottom. doesn't. You're right. Oh. Um, yeah, so that's how the jaw should naturally grow to its full size and shape. If a child has issues also... So you could imagine if um they were sucking on a bottle or dummy, mm. the tongue can't do its job, or mm, especially yeah. if they're sucking the thumb, yeah. the thumb's sitting there in the roof of the mouth, mm. and that's often <clears> when the kids have really high um, palates or deep palates. Oh, right. The thumb literally just presses into the it. bone yeah. and oh. reshapes it. Um, and then that's also how some kids have the buck teeth, because oh. the thumb kind of yep. pushes the front teeth forward. Yes. Wow. And how long does that... I
1: guess, influence, like, at what age can thumb sucking not scrap your teeth, if that makes sense?
2: (laughs) Well, um, the longer you do it, the more severe the effects of it. Yeah. Okay. And so if we all wanted to have big straight jawlines and chiseled jawlines and (laughs) teeth and fit all our teeth in our mouth, Mm -hmm. you should not do any. Right. Ah I yeah. Not any bottles
0: dummies. Ah. So are you saying that um in these early, as as a char, as an infant yeah. your mouth is very like sensitive to being like that's the formative time. It's very malleable. So it's so it's it, it will change very easily.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh but as an adult, will does it become less easy to change? Are uh, you asking for yourself now? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But, you know, if I can get that Henry Cavill jaw, I wouldn't. I'd pay a lot of money to have that. <laughs> Superman does look pretty good. He's guy. got a pretty good jaw. So so Henry Cavill definitely didn't suck his thumb as a child. <laughs>
2: Very unlikely. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Like, um, you actually, if you look at good-looking people... Mm. They all actually have very defined facial features. Yes. Mm. Um, They have very, usually, prominent cheekbones, defined jawlines. Mm. And what makes them attractive is symmetry. Yeah. Mm. And symmetry can only really occur um, at its best form if a person grew um, to their maximum genetic potential. I see.
0: Uh, So you're saying that someone's... Looks are not just determined by genetics, but like a whole bunch of things when they were a baby. Yeah. Like, did they suck their thumb? Did they do all this other stuff? Yeah. That's so fascinating. Oh, yeah.
2: Wow. Like, if more kids <laughs> were able to breathe through the nose ordered time when they're young mm. um, and had less bottle, dummy, thumb sucking habits, mm. um, less kids would need braces and less young adults would need their wisdom teeth removed.
1: Right. Well, what is the. For example, alternative to drinking from a bottle, because oh, the the baby's alternative is still sucking regardless. Like what what what's different from the the bottle compared to the natural easy. source? Yeah. yeah you're
2: a bit embarrassed to say it. <laughs> I don't know about the so, audience well, out
1: there. Well, We've got some maybe, children maybe, listening. Maybe because I'm a uh, health. <laughs> I'm
2: used to saying it. Health, health terms. Yeah. Um. Well, the thing is, we all think that bottles are the same as breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. So mm. when you actually look at it more closely in terms of function, a baby is able to get milk from the mother's breast from actually latching on and then using the tongue and the mouth to squeeze oh. milk out from the teat, oh, okay. like a cow. I've not the cow. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. <don't> like <laughs> same same kind of. I've idea. been to that.
0: We've all been to that excursion.
2: <laughs> yeah, to the farm primary school. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Um, and so part of that is the baby actually is forced to use their jaw muscles, oh. and that actually helps to stimulate muscle growth and bone growth. You guys both go to the gyms. Of go, course. Well, thanks, th- right? thanks,
0: thanks for calling us out. We absolutely do go to the gym, Doctor Ken. Can. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so, what happens when you yes. actually just work out your arms or legs more? Mm. The muscles get bigger. Yes, yes. The bones get stronger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If a baby just doesn't use their jaw muscles from right at the start. Ah. And they just are given this bottle where it's, imagine just like a fire hydrant. Mm. They just Uh, pour milk uh, straight down their throat. Okay. They don't need to work for it. Hmm. What happens to their jaw? Underdeveloped. Underdeveloped. Yeah. It doesn't get strong. It doesn't grow. Oh. and, And think about then what types of foods they are able to eat if the jaw muscles and bones are too weak. Puree. Puree, baby exactly, food. Yeah. baby food. Oh. So my am can eat steak like early
1: on if I... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not what he's saying. <laughs> your, Come on, man. Ken said you can eat this.
2: <laughs> it's the training mm-hmm. and the habits that you start giving your baby that then affect their growth and development mm. and influence what they can end up. Eating on. Okay.
1: Yeah. Is it possible? Like when they're a bit older, and I can actually train them. So like four or five years old. Mm. Is it possible to do kind of like mouth exercises to be like? <laughs> you want a jawline? Can <laughs> <Ken's> said <laughs> to do like mouth push-ups or something like that. Mouth, <laughs> like like mouth, like mouth kegels, like press press against the roof, release kind of thing. <laughs>
2: like, is that possible? Um. That's where being able to um. Chew foods properly. Okay. Helps. Um, it's a bit of a catch-22 where the chicken and egg situation. If your jaw's not growing properly, mm. your teeth don't grow in a straight line, and so your bite isn't as ideal.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: When your bite isn't as ideal, um, think, about, think about a pair of blunt scissors. Mm, yeah. Yes. Right, right. And so you can only maybe instead of cutting 10 sheets of paper at a time, Pair of scissors, you can only cut one pair of uh, one sheet of paper at a time. For your jaws, okay. if your jaws aren't growing and your teeth aren't in the right position because your jaws aren't growing properly, mm-hmm. the types of foods you eat um, may be limited. You like you might, might be, still be stuck on puree.
3: Yeah, for a while.
2: For a while, um, when you like think about when you're primary school, what how many kids just wanted to eat crustless bread.
0: <laughs> I still don't like crust on my bread. And
2: how many kids don't like eating, like, um, meat on bone or, like, chicken wings? Oh. And stuff? Uh-huh. That makes sense. It's, all of that stuff is harder to eat and chew. Right. The kid who's got, like, an uh, underdeveloped jaw doesn't want to work hard because it's hard. <laughs> yeah. It's tiring. Yeah. Oh. They
0: just want the chicken nuggets. Yeah,
2: they don't, they, yeah exactly. There's <laughs> chicken nuggets. Chicken. There's no bone. You yeah. don't have to work for it. Yes. Oh. I see. Um. In terms of what they can try to do to help, yeah, breathe through the nose. Okay. Um, breathe through the nose, make sure the tongue's against the roof of the mouth, mm. and that would naturally, mm. like, naturally help the jaw to grow properly. Okay. Because, like, when you're not keeping the tongue against the roof of the mouth, the cheek muscles actually just, um, pull in, mm. and so the cheek muscles win, and mm. pushing the jaw. Inwards. Inwards. So yeah. it's more narrow. Whereas the tongue always is like a stronger muscle mm. to prop it out to grow. I see.
1: So kids with chubby cheeks means they're doing alright. <laughs> 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 okay,
2: is uh, that a legit uh, uh, question? Uh, I don't wanna like, <laughs> legitimize like fat kids being fat. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Non-fat kids with chubby cheeks are doing alright. <laughs> yeah. For all the blobarians out there. Chubby <laughs> <laughs> kids, if you're doing blob, you're doing good. You're doing good. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get sued <laughs> Oh that's so amazing Yeah cause like I would think of just like Kids that didn't want to eat Like hard food Just be
2: like I don't know Lazy Yeah like lazy kids Like fussy like... eaters ah. Like If it's Relating to taste It may just be like, mm.
3: personality yeah. kind of Coming out mm-hmm. And
2: preferences But if it's to do with Hard foods Versus soft foods And you see that pattern mm. Ongoing uh, it, may, it probably is something to do with your growth and development. Happening. Right.
0: That's amazing. Would you say, well, <clears throat> I would say at least amongst, you know, kids in normal, like, you know, the majority of kids, mm. bottles, dummies, baby food, all that stuff's pretty quintessential. Like, everyone uses that. Mm. So to what extent is this a problem amongst, like, today's generation of kids or even, like, any generation of kids?
2: It is a massive problem Mm. because it's just so easy, Um, and I guess (laughs) I don't want to be speaking out of line because I'm not a mother. Yeah, any kids myself. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know the difficulties of um, not being able to breastfeed or having a child who doesn't latch onto the Mm.
3: teach to Mm. be able
2: to breastfeed. Mm, mm. Yeah, so I'm not speaking to those parents. Or children who have actual some medical issues mm. yes I'm speaking to the ones who just prefer to well, I don't want to say like I'm pointing them out but <laughs> like choosing to pick the easier option yeah um, the easier option isn't always the best option the natural way is usually the best way mm. yeah like God made humans in Particular way for mm. a particular reason. Mm. Yeah. Um, even with how we use our body, like it always compensates. Um, the seriousness of it is that a child grows into an adult, and the adult ends up having sleep apnea. Oh. Um, um, yeah. Even children can have sleep apnea. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Don't
0: Again, for the idiots,
2: what's sleep apnea? Uh, when you are not actually breathing. Yeah, When you're sleeping. Okay. Your body just shuts down. You physically can't breathe. That's terrifying. So you can... You you're can, you you're just,
0: literally suffocating. You just you not sleep. breathe. So what happens? Yep. Do you die? Or do you wake up? I well, you, really you, you
2: just wake up. Oh, okay. Like in very severe <clears> cases, <throat> like you may... You, you, you actually pretty much kind of increase chances of heart disease, heart attacks, um, brain damage. Yep. Um, mm. Mental uh, Health, mental... Illness issues. Mm, mm. <clears throat> There's like a cascade of things that happen because of this.
0: Yeah. Um, I can't even hold my breath for like 30 seconds. So, how long are you in bed asleep, not breathing?
2: How long do you um, it it, I don't know the exact kind of medical definition of sleep apnea, but yeah. it's something to do with if you are pausing your breathing in your sleep for more than, say, like five, ten times. An hour.
3: Yeah. Okay.
2: Then that would be uh, undercovering of sleep.
0: Yeah. So you're severely getting not enough oxygen yeah. when you're asleep. Okay.
2: I heard
1: it's pretty prevalent these days. Like it's getting to be a pretty like I wouldn't yeah. say pandemic, but it's like
2: it's a a very large numbers. Yeah. Like yeah. it's becoming more and more common. Yeah. Um, but no one's really looking into why mm. what the cause is. Mm.
0: What do you reckon the cause is?
2: Well, kind of what I told you about with like jaw growth and development and not that breathing how we're made to. Mm. And, um, there's, there are actually studies that show that a lot of kids nowadays have been misdiagnosed with ADHD, that oh. actually just have mouth breathing habits and just jaw and growth development issues.
0: Really? Okay. So that can lead to a mm. behavioural
2: sort of symptom. Well, so you have ADHD symptoms. So, what do you guys do, or how do you guys feel when you have like a full night's sleep? How do you feel in the morning when trying to? Calm, rested, happy. (laughs) What about when you (laughs) don't sleep well? Irritated. Irritated. Like restless. Restless. Do you feel like talking to people? Not not as much, yeah. Ah, true. So, for a child who's just not breathing well and not sleeping well. Uh, they are just grumpy and restless um, and emotionally and socially they're just not with it as much uh, yeah because they're tired yeah uh, uh, anyone who's adult or child who's tired doesn't feel as great
0: yes um
2: and why that happens is so a bit more detail now with the growth stuff as so. Something to know, when you're nose-breathing, you are able t- to always take deep breaths in through your nose mm. and it actually goes to the deepest parts of your lungs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're nose-breathing, you get 20% more oxygen, yep. your air is humidified, it's filtered, and there are actual special chemicals in your nose called nitric oxide. Which every time when you breathe in through, through your nose, the nitric oxide gets carried in with the air you breathe into your lungs to help with the absorption of oxygen wow, into okay. your body. Okay. Yeah. When your mouth breathing, there is no nitric oxide. The air is not humidified. It's not filtered. You can never take a deep breath of air through your mouth. It's always shallow. Mm. And okay. So I see it never what you mean. gets into the deepest part of your lungs yeah. to have maximum oxygen intake. Yeah. Compound that with a whole night's worth of sleep. Mm. Oh. A child who nose-breathes all the time might be getting, let's say, compare it to charging your phone battery.
3: Mm.
2: Okay. You can nose-breathe through the whole night, you get 100% battery charged in the mm. morning. You mouth-breathe a whole night, you might only get 50%, 60% battery charged. There's a
0: significant difference. Mm.
2: And so you can imagine why a child... By the time they come home from daycare or primary like school, mm. oh, I'm like tired. I just want to nap and sleep. Mm. Yeah, um, because they never got the full length of energy. And if they're already waking up tired, yeah, socially, concentrating. Oh, this, this is something the Asian parents would love. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> mouth. The the studies that show that mouth people who mouth breathe have. Permanently lower IQ oh, compared really? to nose breathers. Oh. So if, uh, um, we're all mouth breathers here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel it. All oh oh the God. barbarians. I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> they're all they're all mouth breathers. Yo. <laughs> so we actually have somehow, because of mal- or mouth breathing habits, yeah. lost that potential... Few extra points of IQ. Like, <laughs> I could have been looking like Henry
1: Cavill. I could have been, been like Stephen a Hawking. Or <laughs> because my mom used a bottle. <laughs> but yeah, that, wow, that's actually so amazing. Like That's so much like influence over something that's, I guess, so normal in society, I yes. guess. Yeah.
0: Dang. Well, the, my question now is breathing is an involuntary thing. So you don't think about it, it just happens no, you it automatically. You don't think So how does one make sure they only use their nose to breathe and not their mouth,
2: especially when they're asleep and they can't control mm, it? Mm. That's where it really um, comes down to whether there is an underlying blockage in your nasal airway, Mm. which is causing you to mouth breathe. Mm. So inside the nose, there's the nasal septum. That's like the bone. In the middle of the nose, mm. so like you yeah, yeah, like watch movies where like someone gets punched in the nose and yep. the nose is totally crooked.
3: Oh, yes. Yeah, that's
2: because the bone there, the ligament there, is yeah. broken. Yep, sure. Oh, um, sometimes because of genetics, our nasal septum is naturally crooked and broken. Okay. Um. Sometimes it may be the tissues inside the nose being too um, enlarged, smaller. Making the nasal airway just really narrow. So imagine like drinking through uh, two different sized straws. Like drinking uh, through a straw, like a whole milk tea kind of straw. Yeah. And drinking through a narrow straw from like a popper. Mm, yeah. You get a lot more volume from drinking through the um, the bubble tea bubble straw, tea straw yeah. compared mm-hmm. to the popper straw. Yes. Right. When you're breathing. Um, Your body's always just wanting oxygen, doesn't care how it thinks it. Yeah. Mm. If it's harder to breathe through the nose,
3: Mm.
2: um, because it's like the size of a straw, and you actually feel like you get more oxygen when you're mouth breathing, Mm. then the body will just naturally just switch that mouth breathing mechanism on. Yeah. Um, That's if there's like a physical obstruction in the nasal airway.
1: And oh, that the allergies make sense as well because allergies give you congestion and you can't breathe
0: exactly.
2: In. Ah. Whereas, um, if it's not a physical blockage of some sort in of the nasal airway, it may just be something that your body's just become so accustomed to mouth breathing, and you needing to now just kind of reprogram yourself to change your habit. Hmm. Okay. And take a bit of intentionality do that yeah
3: um
2: when you guys even like, say something that you just do every day tie your shoelace yeah do you even think about it no you just do it it's mm. automatic it's automatic yeah um, that's how it is like if you want to if I told you now change the way you tie your shoelace to the way I tie it that's gonna take effort And yeah. that's gonna take time to yeah. change that mm. yeah okay same thing with um Mouth breathing, nose breathing. Yeah. If you're habitually mouth breathing for um, 24.
0: <laughs> 24, I know I'm I, I sound just so mature and, and yeah. just
2: not, not it's, it's, it's a jawline, <laughs> it's a jawline, buddy. I got you <laughs> like 24 years of potential mouth breathing habits, mm, yep. And you're now telling yourself, Hey, now I want to use my nose, yeah. You're gonna be different
0: Mm. take time sure that's true um yeah so
2: you're just saying it's all about thinking
0: you know yeah
2: being aware of it yep Mm -hmm. um and trying to activate there's actually this guy on youtube who i really like his name's like um patrick McEwan. okay
3: Mm. um
2: he's a a breathing expert Mm. he says that if you haven't been using your nose for a while, then it's going to take a bit of time to kind of kick start it.
3: Mm.
2: Um, when you first start it, it might feel a little bit hard, mm. but as you use your nose more and more, you can actually potentially get better uh, oxygen intake yeah. from just um, using the nose more regularly. Mm. So kind of like there's too many dust and cobwebs going on mm. and just... Using it thoroughly, uh, yeah, and constantly can actually help to improve on. It. Yeah. So when you first start nose breathing again, I feel like, ah, oh, it's quite hard and not getting much air in. Mm. So when you try to push through that, mm. it becomes easier and even better yeah. as you go. Along with it. That's interesting. But if you're finding that it, even after <clears> persisting <throat> for a few weeks and it's still like a sniff, sniff. <laughs> <do it>. <laughs> <laughs> then that's when you probably need to see like a specialist, yeah,, and ask them to like scope up your nose like literally camera, yeah, go oh. okay, what's going on, like where's the blockage, where's yes. the kink, yes, mm. what's preventing you from being able to use your nose well,
0: okay, okay. Yeah. what about when you're sleeping, so you mm. can't obviously think about this when you're sleeping, so how do you stop your mouth from breathing? when you're sleeping? Tape. <laughs> 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 something like, um,
2: it sounds really controversial. Oh, no. But... <laughs> actually?
1: <laughs> Let's go. Blubberians, we're clearly nose breathers. <laughs> I got you
2: guys. <laughs> like, there's actually special types of tape. Where, like, obviously, don't, please don't use duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm imagining,
0: like some hostage situation. <laughs> so,
2: um, if you actually wanted to try using duct tape, oh yeah. no, sorry, not duct tape. Like, if you wanted to try use tape, <laughs> yeah, um, you'd be taping it vertically. Oh, so you have some splits to some silence of the lamps. Oh, so you don't that actually long choke. Long so you don't choke. Oh. Yeah, because, like I said. <laughs> If you don't know whether your nose is actually blocked... Yes. ...and you tape yourself up... <laughs> you will die. Time, you're just suffocating yourself, like... You might as well just put yourself under a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you will, yeah. Um, and that's where just having the vertical tape with a little bit of gaps between the tape they mm. help with. <laughs> oh, so, okay. Dang. But that's where also if you're... <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, this,
0: this is... Led to... Reminded me of a really particular image. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is what we need young Jamie for. Have you seen Silence of the Lambs? Yes, I Yeah. Have.
2: That's a scary... The image. mask, the yeah. mask that... Yeah, anyway. <laughs> oh. But, like, um, with the whole... Yeah, you, you don't know what you're doing when you're sleeping. Um, vertical tape can help. Oh, okay. But the daytime training of like maybe three or four times a day of ten minutes practicing nose breathing, yeah, can hopefully turn things around to help you then use your nose when you're sleeping,
0: yeah I also in let it not be said that I don't prepare for these podcasts <laughs> when I knew you were talking about mouth breathers, right, I did a quick Google, and right. I saw this this image of um, this contraption, which was a bit like a, like a i don't know what you call it like like, like an underwear. Like a cloth thing that goes around your head. I'll show you a picture, and like clamps your mouth shut. So it's apparent, like it's it's almost like a piece oh, yeah, of underwear. It yeah, 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 yeah. keeps
2: your mouth shut while you're asleep. So Daniel, um, Eric will use duct tape. You can use to... oh, no. <laughs> 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 yeah, okay, I'll show
1: you, Eric. This is oh, why we
0: need a young Jamie. True, um, we need a young
1: Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> for context, for for our um, thousands of viewers out there. Uh, if you ever follow Joe Rogan, uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, he has a young man called uh, Jamie, which he uses to um, pretty much anything. Anytime there's an image he wants to bring up or information they want to bring up, uh, this guy will bring it, uh, pull it up. We have someone in the pipeline. Uh, looking at you, Sam. Uh, shout out <laughs> uh, to be our young Jamie in the future.
0: So kind of like this thing, doesn't it look like underwear? Oh, it's kind of like a, the wrestling headgear. Yeah, a bit like yeah, yeah wrestling yeah, headgear. Yeah,
1: yeah. If you guys ever want to Google it, like just Google kinda of, like wrestling headgear. It looks something similar to that.
0: So you're saying that I can wear my my boxing headgear to Please, sleep you and you don't it's gonna... have a boxing headgear, buddy.
3: They don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> you have to expose me. Wait, <laughs>
1: okay, talking about boxing, just like every time we watch UFC for example, there's a oh, common dude. there's a common um thing where they say when a fighter's tired, they start breathing through their mouth. But you yep. say that breathing through the nose gives you more oxygen. Why yeah. do people kind of resort back to mouth breathing when they're tired? Because they're
2: um, desperate for oxygen.
0: So I'm guessing that the mouth breathe gives you more volume yeah. of air, but la- lower quality.
2: Low, low, low quality. Yeah. yeah. Um, and when also <laughs> you're in a fighting or exercising context,
3: hmm.
2: you're running on... Um, Adrenaline, yeah, Uh, and so you you activate your fight and flight um, nervous system, yeah, Mm -hmm. and that's when your mouth breathing also happens. Oh, so I was saying, like, that exactly what you said, Derek. When you watch a fight, best way to predict who will lose
0: Uh, is whoever
2: starts mouth breathing first. Yeah. Because they're common. actually more gas. Yeah. yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah, well, I've, he- I've heard of this before. So, like, when your mouth is open and just, like, hanging, you're yeah. breathing through your mouth and you're mm. more tired. Yeah.
2: There was this um, podcast that I was listening to.
0: Pin drop on the block?
2: <laughs> 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 just as popular. Ah, of course, um, of course. It was... Um, that guy I mentioned was Patrick McCurry. He's mm. actually Irish. And he was actually talking about a um, fight for Conor McGregor.
1: I think Mm. I watched this one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He
2: actually made a comment on it. And then he's actually said to um, the host of that podcast a couple of times through the podcast, he was saying if Conor McGregor would actually focus on his nose breathing technique more, Mm. he'd be able to perform even better than he already does. Mm. Yeah. Um, The fights where he does lose. It's very obvious that mouth breathing's came in, and he's got the jiggly wobbly legs. Mm. Yeah, because um, he's just fresh um, out of oxygen. Mm.
1: Yep. Yeah. So it's wow. actually counterproductive to mouth breathe, even when you're fully gassed. It's still better to nose breathe, than you actually get
0: absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because I've been
1: into like you no, know, again me me, me and uh, Pinjob here we go to a. Uh, uh, a fighting gym we we're we trained athletes in uh, oh martial arts. That's, that's that's pretty rich semi-pros yeah semi-pros you mean we're totally pro if we weren't doing podcast doing podcasts all the time we'd, we'd probably professional go professional yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like i've definitely been to situations like you know sparring and whatnot and like mm-hmm. i'm starting to get really tired, and i definitely revert back to yeah. like, math reading yeah and i think next time i do it i want to kind of notice how much quicker things go downhill Mm. once I start going mouth breathing. Because I think I do it quite yeah. soon because I've got pretty bad cardio for someone who's semi-professional. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, the other way to look at it is you have good cardio for someone who's named the blog. True. <laughs> that's true.
2: <laughs> I like your positivity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, that's yeah, interesting. So like Any sport or exercise that requires cardio hmm. and hmm. endurance, like you... Want to just
0: always those people. Okay, wow. That's interesting. Yeah, like uh, we, we saw so the, the gym recently opened up again, right? So we've been doing classes and, and I'm, you know. Are really you taking the classes? Uh, no, 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 I'm a participant. <laughs> so I'm a um, so, so, yeah, so they, they, they've been very, very heavy and because I haven't been training, I've been like a lot more out of shape than I have
2: been. And then so I've My are still pretty. Good. Oh thanks
0: bro. You've
2: been like showing them off the whole time we've been in the club.
0: No, this I'm just leaning, I'm a sloucher. It's casually leaning.
2: <laughs> casually flexing <laughs> as you lean. Casually leans. leaning with your biceps sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I mean, like what can I say? It's just I can't I can't put him away. <laughs> I can't do it.
2: Sorry, I interrupted. Uh, no, no
0: worries. Um so yes, I'm a lot more out of shape than I have been. And then yeah. in between rounds, I'm just sort of like bent over mouth breathing <gasps> like you know ooh, and like ooh, ooh. at times like I feel like I can't help it mm. like it just happens and like I haven't really thought about making sure that I must breathe through my nose so maybe that's why I'm getting so tired
2: mm. that like
0: I'm just like I'm tired in the first place and then I breathe through my mouth and it's low quality air yeah. and like I get more tired sure, a
2: okay. cycle. you said you slouched quite a bit
0: well, um, uh, sorry, slouching during training or slouching my daily life. In daily life. Oh, I do slouch a lot in daily life. So,
2: where the slouching comes in also is if your jaws are meant to be out here. Yeah. But if the jaws are underdeveloped because the tongue hasn't been doing its job, mm-hmm. both upper, upper and lower jaw back here.
1: For those who don't have video, what do you mean? Like, can can you describe that? The, the, the actions.
0: <laughs> uh, those that don't have video with every single person So, like,
2: if you kind of look at someone's face from side view, mm-hmm. their jaws are probably meant to be more prominent Yep. Um, in a forward <laughs> position. Yeah, okay. Right? If they were mouth breathers, mm-hmm. the jaws aren't as forward as they should be, mm-hmm. um, and so they're probably like pull, pull, pulled back or shrunken back. Okay. On the bottom jaw, there's the tongue there. Yeah. Hmm. Back of the tongue is the throat space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you imagine the throat space... <laughs> You're watching your I, posture I, I'm fixing my posture now. <laughs> this is where it relates to slouching and posture. Yes. If you imagine that throat space to be like a hose again.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's meant to be the size of... I'll keep using the bubble milk tea straw. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm if the tongue push pushed back because the bottom jaw is too small and push pull back mm. That throat space is now the size, half the size of a the straw. yeah, size of like a macket straw now Oh yeah Yeah So every breath of air you take is half of what it should be Oh That makes and sense So what's the body gonna do? It's always wanting oxygen Because mm. without oxygen we die. Yeah Fair um, And so Posture-wise, the body's always just trying to open up the airway. Yeah, and so you either slouch back or you slouch forward to open the airways up. Really? So anyone, like, often if you see people kind of slouching forward, yeah, that's a really common thing, especially in young people. Yeah, they're probably just trying to breathe better. Mm. Um, the body's just trying to get the throat space opened up as much as it can. Yeah, to breathe more air in. Um, compound that now with kids who play on the computer, mm-hmm. um, play on their phones all the time. When they graduate, they work on a computer desktop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and by the time they're in the late twenties, thirties, they have like really tight neck, shoulder, mm. back muscles. Yeah, yeah. That's all compensation wow. for their small, their poor breathing. For, yeah. For their poor breathing. Yeah. Like, because in terms of what you guys do, you guys do, like, weight training and stuff? Yeah. So, you obviously want to distribute um, the weight with your whole body. You don't want to just just use all your arms. You need to use your yeah. core yeah. and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. <clears throat> with your head at the bowling ball yeah. attached to your shoulders yeah. <clears> on the top of your neck. Your whole body's meant to support this bowling ball, ball on top of your... Yes. Uh, that, 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 that's your head. But if your body's leaning forward... ah, oh. um, What's straining now is the neck muscles. Yeah. yeah. The shoulder muscles and the back muscles. Oh, that makes sense. It's not balanced. It's not balanced. Okay. So, like, the whole body's meant to not doing its job for the head. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. everything's just compensating.
0: So, we should also... Thinking about having like an upright, straight posture if
2: you can in your daily life, if you can, yeah. so
1: breathing will also help you fix that posture because you get more oxygen and you have less kind of need to compensate. Yeah,
2: if like that's if you can help it and be aware, like this that part of awareness thing, yeah, and yeah. trying to change it.
0: Dang. I never thought about it. I just like to slouch, I think, because I just recline, I like to recline, mm. so it's like. Like when I get too comfortable, like I just kind of like you know slouch and I'm just kind of like half <laughs> asleep. asleep. Yeah, yeah, it's comfortable. Um, but yeah, there's other things I think. About. Okay.
1: Well, while we have while we have you here, I really want to talk about if if we if we finish this topic, is there anything else you want to mention on on? Nose breathing and mouth breathing and jawlines oh. and how we can become Henry Cavill. I'm sure I, ma- many people out there want to hear more about how to
0: become Henry Cavill. <laughs> my takeaway to this is if yeah. I go to sleep with my underwear on my face <laughs> and I stop slouching and I breathe through my nose in a couple of days, I'm going to be ready for Superman. Maybe. Okay, see, listeners, this is why you much prefer to be a Bilberian. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's either tape or that. <laughs> your choice.
2: <laughs> he had the choice of tape and underwear, he chose underwear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The dentist literally suggested <laughs> tape, but you had to go with underwear.
1: <laughs> oh, my. Um, no, I really wanted to bring up um, the fact that you have your own practice because mm-hmm. uh, i know, i've known you for quite a while, and you used to yeah. you know, work for a different practice yeah. uh, and you fairly recently or not too long ago
2: when uh, started your own practice in Seven Hills, right How long ago yeah. was that um, september 2018 so like, Almost oh, two years, almost yeah, years now
3: yeah,
2: two years, yeah. wow like well firstly it's it's named do
1: uh, you want to mention the name and like <laughs> <laughs> it's good capstone dental Capstone dental like why, why did you mention uh, why did you name it capstone dental? <laughs> I don't know if I've told
2: you. I think I've told you. You might because have, there. but no. I have thousands have, of again. listeners out here. It was actually originally meant to be called Cornerstone Dental. Yes, I heard this. It was originally
1: supposed to be named
2: Kentus the Dentist. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah. Besides Kentus <laughs> my alternative name was meant to be Cornerstone Dental. Okay. I wanted to have a name that was biblical,
3: because
2: mm-hmm. um, Christ is a cornerstone. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and also just the idea of a rock and stone having the sense of or symbolism of like reliability and mm. sturdiness. And I wanted to have my clinic to be having a rep- reputation, community, or something that's reliable, mm. and trustworthy. Mm. Um, and I had actually started telling my sister to design a logo for me, and oh, cute. I built a website and registered the domain and paid for it. With Cornerstone Dental, oh, no. oh no, and then I, I wanted to get in early with just building up my Google SEO kind of mm-hmm. ranking and stuff. Yeah, um, so I plugged my website early on, um, and then a few weeks after that, somehow, but before opening, thankfully, um, I got a, a letter in the mail. Um, it was from a lawyer in Queensland. Oh, saying, ah. Um, oh, um, you've been infringing on copyright laws. There's a oh. Cornerstone Dental in Queensland. And uh, we need you to immediately take down all kind of branding and advertising. From
3: Cornerstone oh. your
2: clinic. yes. Um, and I was quite stressed back then. Also. Yeah. So, 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 <laughs> so sad. Because it was cor- a great name. Cornerstone's yeah. a great name. Um, and then I called my then fiance, Charmaine, up. Mm-hmm told her about it i don't often get upset <laughs> and she heard my voice being quite upset and yeah. sad <laughs> um and then i was like oh i don't know what to call it like such such a sudden thing yeah you know, it's like maybe six weeks out from opening hmm. um and then she's like well, what about like capstone dental I was like, "Oh, hey!" <laughs> oh, <laughs> That doesn't sound bad. Okay, let's do it. I said, "Shaw came up with she had Capstone." Char, yeah, oh, okay. I mean, my wife now, mm-hmm. um, yeah, she came up with the name, mm. and uh, I actually really like it. That's and nice. It worked well because <laughs> we literally just changed corner to Capstone. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> but like, yeah, it's kind of annoying cool. because. If the the original Cornerstone is all the way in Queensland, it's not like mm. you share a client base. No, or you, they're, they're, right. There's no overlap. That's so right. it should be fine, you know, to yeah. have in a different city. Mm. If but. anything, they get,
1: like, a ben- benefit of, like, oh, I'm looking for a Cornerstone. Oh, I'm to Sydney. One. Oh, I'm
2: here already anyways. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I may as well. And it <laughs> sounds like I you're, like... Accidentally <laughs> Came down to senior. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah. Exactly what uh, you yeah. said. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. The capstan sounds great as well. Yeah.
2: How, how's that been going? How's the clinic been
0: going? Especially now in these COVID times.
2: Um, It's gotten back to normal now, which is oh. really good. Yep. Um, we went from being a one chair, uh, one dentist a day clinic mm-hmm. at the start. Where we literally would just have um, maybe just a couple of patients coming in Mm -hmm. at the beginning. To now we have two chairs, um, two dentists working full time. Yeah. Oh, wow. Including me every day. Yeah. Mm. Um, I have two dentists working with me. Oh. So there are three of us doing part time. Well, not they're doing five days each. I'm doing four days. Oh, wow. Um, We are open seven days a week. And God's been really good. i um, have mm. tried to just work hard and slug it out and mm. be patient and been quite blessed. And, uh, a pretty good staff team. Mm. Um, majority pretty good patients.
3: Mm. Yeah.
2: Um, we appreciate what we're doing. Mm. they're referring family and friends as well. Mm. And at the peak of it with COVID, we were restricted by government res- regulations to doing um, emergencies. Yep. Oh, wow. So that brought a, two full-time dentists a day to, like, half a day for one <laughs> dentist. Oh, that's yeah. rough. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> um, so that was pretty rough. Thankfully, that only lasted, like, six weeks. Hmm. Yep. Um, and then over the past month and a half, two months Gradually, just lifted in terms of restrictions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and now there's no restrictions. No restrictions, um, in terms of what we can do. Okay, mm-hmm. sure. It's more now just the uh, what everyone else has to deal with oh, is yeah. like the um social distancing. Oh, yeah. yeah. in the reception area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are
1: you starting to get kind of an influx of all the people who would have normally gone gone to the dentist during the
2: COVID period?
1: Coming back and see just like a big flood of people coming back or
2: Um yeah, so we've been sort of like having a backlog.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, oh. Like so like for the six, six eight weeks or whatever that like we were kind of restricted. Mm. <clears throat> um there were obvious like just general check-up and cleans and fillings
3: mm. that
2: weren't allowed to be done. Mm. And we're just trying to get through that backlog now. Oh, that's good. So, okay. yeah.
1: You mentioned your chairs. Now, again, as someone who knows you and talked to you about this before, you are particularly proud <laughs> <laughs> of your dentist chairs. Would yeah. you like to take it away and describe these, <laughs> these amazing chairs that you have here? <laughs>
2: well, maybe it's because like, I've worked in various clinics where <clears throat> um, it wasn't like those chairs were uncomfortable, but it wasn't like they were super comfortable
3: mm-hmm.
2: um and when i opened my clinic i really wanted to think about things from the patient's perspective mm-hmm. yeah like like we said at the start like, no one really likes going to the dentist. so what can you do um, as a dental clinic to make it as comfortable as you can for the patients? so mm-hmm. if they do or if they can feel as relaxed as they can mm-hmm. and comfortable as they can especially the anxious patients or the first-time kids who come along. Oh, gotcha. true. Um, and so when I went to, like, shopping for dental <laughs> chairs, um, it was a sort of like Goldilocks, like, oh, this one's too high. this one's, <laughs> oh, just, this one's right. just right. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I just found a chair that was really comfortable, um, not just for the patient, but also the operated chairs for the dentist and oh. dental assistant as well. Yeah. Because, like, you want to look after the dentist. You want to look after the dental system. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's why I went with the chairs that with. Mm-hmm. They cost, like, like, twice as much as my car. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a
0: chair costs Seriously? twice as much
1: as a car. Yeah. How much more do they cost than, I guess, a less comfortable, like, average dentist chair?
2: Um, you can probably get a normal chair.
0: For... That that Just much. sit in a Corolla. Just bring a Corolla. Know, right. four. Corolla's got four chairs. <laughs> if we can do this a yeah. why can't you do your medical procedures in a car? <laughs> All this talk of chairs has reminded me of a meme. So like, I've I've, I've been to see you before, and I don't remember yeah. if you did this, but there's a meme going around where it's like, what does the dentist expect when he talks to me while I'm getting my mouth
2: done? Yeah. Like, what does he expect me to say? <laughs> Was well, that?
0: I, I, Do you talk to your patients when they when you when you're doing?
2: It? I try to not talk to them in terms of making them, them feel like they need to respond. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> often I'll try to. I also don't like the silence because I feel like that's very impersonal.
3: I agree. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so. Um.
2: So I often would try to talk to my dental assistant.
3: Yep. <laughs> and try
2: to kind of involve the patient along. And so I, if there are things that. Seem like, oh, it's a bit you know, like, been, like, um, clicky, yes, personal. I'll also try to explain to uh, Daniel, um, oh. my wife Charmaine said this or did this, yes, yeah. Like, yeah. I want to do this, so
0: well, it's more like you'll tell that.
2: a story, yeah. I'll tell a story, so I, I like that. Uh, At yeah. least they get to listen to it, yes. Um, that's a cool. lot of stories. <laughs> it's like,
0: the same story so, every
2: day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see the patient for like 30 minutes. Okay. So I can tell them that story. And, then and then the next patient <laughs> tell the same story. <laughs> he has like a, a list of them
1: and be like, All right, assistant, we're doing uh, story number five today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: Got a script well, and everything. Just kind of tell them as they come along. Mm. Yeah. Like, oh, this weekend, that, this happened, or this week this happened. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of just making I was telling Charmaine, like you can bring the patients in, but it's really about the relationship that you form with the patient that helps them to keep mm, it mm, That makes contact. sense. Yeah, sure. Um, that's a large part of it. Like, well like if I've got nothing to re really talk about. I always have my T V on the ceiling. <laughs> yes, I remember. Of course this, yes. the yes. deluxe dental chairs, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, so we turn on Netflix or something so. hmm. adults. So. Ah, yeah, that's nice. So I don't have to talk water. So. <laughs> Fair. I'm I'm not that interesting as a person. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean,
2: you filled up an hour of a podcast. You're going to lecture
0: the kids about, um, <laughs> about nose breathing <laughs> <laughs> your
2: mouth, kids. <laughs> I lecture the parents all the time.
0: Oh no. <laughs> well,
2: it's good they need to know. True. Like yeah. they got to not it's do the sweet. dummies and stuff. Yeah. yeah, it was so funny. Like I was doing it. Yesterday at my clinic for some patients, and then my dental nurses—they've heard it so many times. <laughs> yeah. They uh, actually just like, oh okay, Ken's doing his, his mouth lecture. breathing spiel. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna walk off for five ten minutes and do my thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my! He's
0: doing his mouth breathing routine. Yeah. Like,
2: so <laughs> my my dental assistants know just to walk away and do something else. Oh my! <laughs> Do the
0: parents
1: ever get offended? I guess because imagine some parents would be like, protective, like, "Oh, I'm a great parent." Like how they kind of tell me mm. how to, you know, Surely raise not, my right? child.
2: Um. So I try my best to come from a point of view of just, "Oh, this is just some <laughs> some FYI information." Mm. I try not to come across as, "Oh, you're doing things wrong." That's fair. Because like, yeah, it makes no, sense. no one wants to be told they're doing things. Yeah, wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. and my approach is I'd, I'm just the messenger I'm trying to give you information mm. you do what you want with it mm. end of the day I feel like I've tried to do my duty to inform mm. you mm. and look after your health and your child's health yeah mm. um, and it's going to be up to you on what you want to do with that information mm. yeah you Makes can sense. ask me questions I'm going to try my best to help mm. explain things more mm. <laughs> but at, at the end of the day like you have all sorts of patients in healthcare. Like, you don't need to tell a smoker
3: mm, that that's smoking's
2: bad. Mm. Yeah, um, But it's going to be up to them to decide what they want to do. True. Um, their health and mm. the family's health. Yeah. yeah. Right. But it's always like, yeah, like a bit of a sensitive topic when it comes to the whole. Breastfeeding bottles, oh, dummies. Something.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. so many
2: mothers and dads would say, well it's just so hard. Like, you don't understand. Yeah, it's hard to um, settle a restless baby. Yeah, I, You're that's telling right. me not to put a dummy in, which actually helps to pacify them.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah, that's why co- they called pacifiers. Yeah,
0: um, but it's just the trade-off. Like, can you deal with your child's calming down your child, even though it's difficult now, mm. Mm. knowing that as he or she grows up, you know, it causes long-term problems. Mm. Yeah.
2: And it's not just, like, broken <clears throat> development issues. It's, like, mental health. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's not what I told
0: you yeah. Yeah. Wow. See, that's the thing. Like, I I, like, I don't, like, if a, uh, you know, doctor, medical, professional, whoever, like, I, I would never be offended if they told me, oh, you're doing this thing about your life ro- wrong. You know, you should mm. do it this way. Like, I don't think it's something to be offended yeah. about. But it's like, will you actually like do something? That's bad. True. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. What today? Wow, full circle, James.
1: What was the motivation for starting a clinic? Because the there's motivation. a lot of work, right? Because there's a lot of risks. Where you buy yeah. all these like two crawls or four crawls since you got two chairs. <laughs> you know, starting a business, going to Seven Hills, whatnot. What what? motivated
2: you to start your clinic um i think it <clears> comes <throat> down to what we talked about when i chose dentistry the balance of lifestyle mm. um i wanted to continue being able to have a bit of freedom to potentially study bible college in the future
3: mm.
2: or to even help out more at church
3: mm. um,
2: and if i continue working for other people um I may not have that opportunity mm. uh, and also you kind of, once you start working for a few people, you know, oh, there are things that I would want to change, but you can't. Oh yeah. Because like, yeah, you're not in charge. Yeah. Exactly. You're not yeah. in charge. So when it came down to it, I was like, and I never really pursued starting my own clinic.
3: Mm. I was
2: always more like, if the opportunity came along and it made sense hmm. it was logical. Okay, I'll be open to that idea Mm. and that kind of happened and I went for it. Yeah. Mm. And I think now in hindsight, it kind of, it actually also gives me an opportunity to kind of influence workplace culture as
3: Mm. the boss. Yes.
2: To kind of set the example, Mm. I don't think I'm perfect, but I'm trying to Mm. be a good Christian boss. Mm. Um, Even throughout the COVID thing, trying to communicate well and not, kind of like fire people or stand people down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but lots of different reasons. Mm.
3: Yeah. Fair. That's
1: yeah. Um, we're hitting a minute thirteen. We still have a little bit of leeway. Is there, I guess, anything that we haven't asked that you want to cover in terms of, I guess, like, cause you just touched on like being a Christian at work. Like we still have a little bit of time, so you can cover like anything you want to share to us younguns.
0: Because
1: <laughs> I was there from the beginning. <laughs> from the beginning. <laughs> <In> the
0: beginning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Unlike you no, know, many of us like uh, me, me specifically, but Daniel's been in the workplace for like three years. Well, I've been in workplace for one. Like yeah. anything you want to share in terms of. That kind of topic of, um, yeah, Christian in the workplace, yeah, Christian in the workplace mm. and transitioning. I guess to, or like not transition, but like the the prioritization of setting aside time for a you know, family, uh, like starting a family or like mm. serving in church. Like, how do you think we should change the way we're viewing, um, yeah, work as Christians compared to what we're doing right now?
2: I think when it comes to work, oh, Broad more broadly, any decision we make, um I guess try to think about how that can affect our relationship with God. Mm. Like it's I think not right to kind of tell people, Oh, well, you shouldn't go on holidays, you shouldn't spend money on this mm. nothing. More broadly speaking, like how is this decision or how can this decision affect your relationship with God? Hmm. Or how can this decision affect your relationship with brothers and sisters? Hmm. Um, That would be one thing. Hmm. Um, Another thing would be, at the end of the day, we are sort of like ambassadors for the gospel in our workplaces, Hmm. so how we behave and how we conduct ourselves to some degree does matter. And so, I guess, try to make the most of it,
3: Mm. Um,
2: it doesn't mean you need to be like the nice guy, Mm. but it does mean that how people view you should be, oh, that guy is uh, quite a godly person. Mm. Um, And I can see that it's Mm. not inconsistent with what I think about Christians. Yeah. So making sure we get our story and our life straight mm, in that yeah. regard, um, yeah, because mm. uh, you can just be like, Oh, yeah, I'm just going to work, like, it won't matter, just mm. do my nine to five and go home, mm. yeah. Uh, like, I think every little thing can make a difference mm. to the non Christian colleague
3: mm.
2: um, who does actually look at our lives, yeah, mm. even when we don't know, mm.
0: yeah. Paying attention to the details. and hmm. Making sure your life is consistent with what you
1: believe in. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's very encouraging. I like that. Well, yeah, as I mentioned, it's now one hour and 16, 17. Wow. We might, we're yeah. getting to,
2: getting
0: to close to the end. Yeah, we
2: might yeah, wrap I up. See the
0: car also fogging up.
2: Yeah. <laughs> kind <of conversation>.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> for those who
1: haven't been on this podcast before, we everyone.
0: We, we suffer
1: a bit for this because uh, we suck in the car. We have the windows up for soundproofing, so it gets a
0: bit. Stuff in here
1: <laughs> that's why uh, we mentioned sacrifices. The, f- the sacrifices for our viewers <laughs> whenever
0: i tell the guests that oh we actually record in the car i, I sort of cringe a little bit just knowing that they're going to be like how unprofessional no i love
1: it i love the vibe you guys are, for those who are coming on in the future you're gonna love it it it, it creates it's, an
2: ambience it's nice the best conversations come from inside the car exactly i think so long yeah. drives yeah <laughs> you're right um Oh, not that we actually drove anywhere. No, no,
0: no. We're <laughs> in the same place that we started.
2: <laughs> we'll work on that. We'll work on that. <laughs> Next episode, the car moves. Do you know any guys who drive a tow truck? <laughs> oh. Just pull us along. <laughs> That's the that safest most. True. Hopefully. Yeah, so yeah. Maybe. actually, I don't know if it's legal. Hey? <laughs> Just three dudes with a
0: podcast. That'd be epic, though. So if, if the end of your first podcast, how would you find it?
2: That was really good. Oh. Yeah. Anything surprising? We spoke longer than I thought I would. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: time time you goes had, fast. You had a lot to yeah.
0: say. It does, yeah. Yeah.
1: You'd think like an hour is a long time, but no, nah, Like, barely covered as much as we wanted. No. Yeah.
0: I, I've still got talking points. We have to get it back on. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's always nice to talk. talk. Thank mm-hmm. you. Well, last of all, uh, do you have anything to plug? We know you've already plugged. We always give the opportunity. <laughs> yeah. we know we, you know, you've plugged your clinic, but anything
2: else you'd like to plug? Uh, maybe just encourage everyone to keep praying regularly. Yes, for yourselves, but also for brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm. that's something yeah. I need to keep learning to do as well. Mm. I think talking to you guys just reminds me. Oh, hey, like this coronavirus business this makes me miss <laughs> actual fellowship.
1: Yeah,
2: mm. yeah, it's, it's so easy
1: to kind of self-focused during the COVID because you're just at home all the time and you're mm. yeah. anyway. well uh, once again thank you for coming it was amazing um just last shout out like to you to you like thank you for coming it's been really amazing i love hearing your story <laughs> um, not genuinely and especially just like hearing about you changing i guess career life career path towards like being a business owner um and like of course one part is you know for the financial freedom to you know look after family or whatnot but Actually, to have that big focus towards moving towards, like creating a better church life for yourself, and being able to help out your fellow Christians, and taking that huge risk of starting a business. And I, like for those who don't know. Ken actually started this while being engaged and planning a wedding <laughs> which I have no idea how you juggled and handled That's hard. Literally, every month I'd be asking like what are you doing? <laughs> Why? <laughs> you have so much time to do all of this you chose now to do both. <laughs> yeah. uh, but like I'm genuinely like <laughs> impressed and you pulled it off and both seem amazing your marriage seems amazing your business seems okay. doing great. Um, so yeah. Thank God's, you. God's blessing. Yes. Absolutely.
0: Um, yeah. Thanks again Ken. Um, we might it. wrap it up for now. Tune in again next week for, I mean, in the in, in, next fortnight for another exciting guest. Yeah, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. guys. Bye, guys. See ya.